from Victoria's Racing Heartland, the show dedicated to keeping Victoria country racing strong. Welcome to Coffee Country with Harry Coffey, Maggie Payne and Gareth Hall. Where we belong, country racing strong. Let's welcome in the team for Coffee Country as we talk racing in country Victoria. Hello to you, first of all, Maggie Payne. I think everybody's excited there if they're based in Warrnambool because for 300 lucky people, they can turn up and watch the races this afternoon. Yeah, I'm very jealous. Harry will have some friends there and he won't know what's going on with everyone yelling over the fence, hopefully. But yeah, very jealous of everyone heading off to Warrnambool and up to 300. I think they've nearly reached their cap. So okay. great to see everyone get behind it. It'd be a little bit weird performing in front of some people there today, Harry. Hello to you. Yeah, g'day, guys. Yeah, good to have uh, people back. be interesting to see how it goes, but I'm sure uh, the Warrnambool club will be prepared and it'll run smoothly. So... Uh, I might get nervous when I see some people hanging over the fence. <laughs> we'll start off with their Hall of Fames. I'll just go with you, Harry. You're my um, inductee to the Hall of Fame. You've got a Caulfield Cup ride, 52 on your back. Um, can you win? Uh, I think the wet track, the rain predicted, the, is a key. Like, obviously, last start, he didn't he didn't run very well, but he pulled up a bit lame, was in the vet report. So I think uh, if we go back to his start before when he was flashing home late um, in, in behind... Um, non-conformist, um, Grand Promenade, the Delphi, them sorts of horses. He's only a couple lengths off them, plus a wet track. You know, he's, he's a chance of, uh, you know, bobbing into a place. So hopefully that can happen and I can get a real thrill Saturday. Port Guillaume, of course, is the horse that you are riding for Lindsay Park, Ben and J.D. Hayes. They were just training winners for fun. They're training winners at Donald. They're training winners at Ballarat on a Saturday. They had success at the Metro meetings over the last month as well. So how do you go about getting that ride, Harry? When did that all unfold for a Caulfield Cup? Can you take us inside the inner sanctum? Yeah, they're low-flying, the boys. Um, but uh, I was sort of in the ring early. I think they were sort of gathering together their options on um, who they might on the horse and I think um, Daniel Stackhouse who rode the horse last time he might have went and got a ride that he considered uh, better in Chapada who he's ridden and ran third in a group one the start before and um, as the riders were going um, it's sort of hard to find a lighter weight rider but um, early, uh, late last week um, my name sort of got thrown up and then for a brief stage I was uh, also putting my hat in the ring to ride per sand once Luke Curry was suspended. Um, so I was sort of in the ring for two rides. And then um, the Mar stable uh, chose Linda. And um, luckily enough, the Hay stable still wanted me to ride their horse. So a fair bit goes on, and that's just two horses um, in that race, what was going on in the final sort of few days before acceptances. So you can imagine what goes on with the uh, whole field and it's just going to continue happening over the next uh, few weeks with these big races. The ride of merry-go-round will continue. And uh, Gareth mentioned, Harry, 52 kilos. So what's uh, in it for you over the next few days to get down to that? Uh, what I what I do, I just try to eat and um, eat and drink as normally as possible, but <clears throat> sort of, you know, put things into my body that aren't going to sit in there, not um, big, fatty, solid foods. Um stuff that will be easy easy to lose because naturally I ride sort of 54 kilos so I only do have to lose um, two kilos of weight so if I can sort of get around to uh, the 53 kilo mark easily by Saturday and then I've got all day to lose sort of that extra little bit so 
we're on track at the moment. Six rides at Warrnambool today uh, will definitely help the task, but it's a long trip home from Warrnambool to Swan Hill, especially if you don't get a winner and you're always uh, a victim of eating junk food. But yes. I've got I've got mum driving me, so uh, hopefully we can uh, keep on the straight and narrow, get home safely and not eat too much crap. Your mum's a superstar. So say hello to Mrs Coffee for us, um, um, young fella, because... Um, your mum is a superstar, and she's done well to drive you there today, Harry. So, um, Delphi's at 52.5, D. Oliver will be riding Delphi at. What would he be like in the jockey's room if he headed to Warrnambool today? Do some jockeys get a little bit angry if they're wasting too hard, Harry? Can you take us inside um, some of those conversations with a few of the jocks? Yeah, no doubt. Um, it can change your personality. Even myself, like, I don't even really have to waste. And um, just the fact that you know that with the last 24 to 48 hours before the ride, it's going to be a real mental struggle. As soon as you find out you're riding that weight, I, I feel like your character, you know, changes and your mood can swing. And the poor, like my partner, like I, I try to keep a pretty relaxed, <laughs> um, you know, pretty relaxed sort of frame of mind. But even she would probably feel the change in mood, especially come dinner time and that. Like you might sit down and have a big feed and then after it you feel like, feel a bit guilty and you know they're there who you're living with and they cop it but in the jockey's room there's no doubt there's some boys that are used to it like Jamie Mott um incredible rider who who would lose massive amounts of weight um each and every day and he's one of the nicest guys that you'll ever come across um so he's just someone that's become used to it um but then yeah some of the other boys they're a bit angry and one bloke in particular who Never would have had to lose a dime of weight in his life is Dean Yendall. He's the most angry man in the room. <laughs> and I'd hate to know what he'd have to do if he uh, had to miss some chicken nuggets with uh, Mia and Christine on the way home from the races. But, it, yeah, it, it is mentally probably pretty draining. And you, you people that you surround yourself with do have to go through the emotions with you of uh, getting down to a light weight. But uh, that's why you surround yourself with good people. Dean Yendall does bring in a pie and sauce, does he, sometimes midway through a meeting? Uh, Just to no, rub it in. During COVID, it's been tricky. Like, a few of the boys would usually duck out and get a steak, saying like Dean Holland and Dean Yendall and them types. Um, but uh, during COVID, it's been a little bit um, tricky lately because you sort of can't just go out and do what you like. We're all locked up for protocol reasons. But um, a while ago, Freddie Kersley rode a nice winner in Melbourne and at Wangaratta on the Monday. He brought two bucket loads of uh, KFC into the rooms and shouted everyone. So that was a very rare <laughs> thing to see in a jockey's room is uh, a bit of old chook flying around. Yeah, he's a good man, young Fred Kersley Jr. Your Hall of Fame nomination this week, Maggie? Well, there's been lots of highlights across the week, including the two country cups, but I'm going to go to Kyneton Races on Tuesday with Ben Spall, who's familiar to our program from racing.com now. Uh, he went out there to do the interviews on course and Rick Mack got the late scratching. He was feeling a bit ill, and he got the late call-up to call the races. So I think that was a pretty good effort from Ben to uh, switch tack a bit and uh, head up into the commentary box. Well done, Benny. Well done. That is a terrific effort. What about you, Harry? Um, I'm going with Joy on I'm Thunderstruck. That was uh, brilliant to watch. Yeah. Um, it was a really nice ride. And there was a lot of, uh, oh, I'll go with the word crap in the media about his ride on the horse to start before and in my opinion there wasn't much else he could do he was on a green raw horse <clears throat> that drew a wide gate he got back and got bumped around the corner and it flew home and yeah it was unlucky but it wasn't his fault and 
he came out with all that uh, scrutiny against him and uh, absolutely delivered a peach. So well done, Joy. Do you take offence to that when some of the people in the media, definitely not us here on um, Coffee Country, get stuck into some jockeys about a ride? Do you get frustrated sometimes, Harry, that they just don't quite understand what you guys have to do as a jockey and when you've got a split second to make a decision? I get frustrated when people um, don't understand, um, you know, what what a horse's pattern can be changed by a bad barrier. Mm -hmm. And I also get um, frustrated when, um, you know, people in the media or, or an owner or even, like, you know, people that do form battle to read a race and understand why a rider might make a certain decision. And everyone does make mistakes, but sometimes it's actually not mistakes. They're, they're decisions that are made at split sets that happen because um, of reasons out of our control. And sometimes we get blamed that it is in our control when really it's not. And I felt like Jai's ride on <clears throat> I'm Thunderstruck in the Rupert Clark um, there wasn't anything he could do other than maybe sit right out the back and go 88 wide around him. And I don't think the horse would have won anyway and he would have been in trouble for going too wide and thinking he was on winks. So um, he had to put all that aside. There was a few few things on the Twitter saying that it should have won and it cost it. Um, but you've got to remember it drew 15. It was a green horse, first time at Group 1 level. Um, but, yeah, he came out the other day, drew a better gate, was able to sit handier, took neat runs didn't get bumped over and what was the result he won so it does get frustrating but that's a part of the game that's our profession you've got to get used to it and uh you've got to move on to the next ride what does your mum marie say when she watches a helicopter view of you jockeys taking those rides like jai did there the other day at caulfield and what happens there when jai comes back into the room and go geez <laughs> that was good fun but geez it got tight what do you talk about in that situation harry <laughs> Um, Mum really, yeah, she doesn't really say too much. No. Yeah, she'd, uh, she would, uh, I'd say her and Dad would definitely sit back on the couch from time to time and push into the uh, the pillow and put their heels down, um, especially Dad. But um, I think when they watch races together, they're both trying not to go the early crow when I hit the front because uh, whoever does gets a spray from the other person. But um, I'm sure Michelle McNeil would have uh, had her heart in her mouth when yeah. Guy was taking some neat runs. But in saying that, those sort of runs that Jai took, they do happen quite regularly. It was just the fact that the helicopter shot is at Caulfield on a big day that it was seen. So, you know, if you have that helicopter shot at Kitan on a Monday, um, going into the first corner from a bad 1,400-metre start, that happens there as well. You just don't have the uh, footage or the media coverage, what was at Caulfield Saturday. But the fact that he was able to pull that off in circumstances at the highest level under enormous pressure is what uh, he was in my Hall of Fame for. Yep, brilliant ride from the Kerrang Boy. Now, our special guest now for our country character. And this man, I would imagine, would be a little bit excited, like some of his fellow patrons heading on to the Warnable course there this afternoon um, for that race, Beanie, because crowds for the first time for a long time are allowed to head back. Limited crowds, but still it's a start anyway. And Shane Kerr, of course, is a Warnable Race Club member, and he joins us now. G'day, Shane. Are you excited, mate? Yeah, look, be part of the 300. It's great to get back on course and... Uh... Looking forward to a good day. How do you get to be a part of that 300 um, group of people that can turn up to the races this afternoon? Oh, there's two avenues, but this one it was uh, by, by application and ballot either as a member and an owner or an owner. So, uh, and Shane, I'm I, sure... 
I'm sure you you are ready for the day. You've been to the races a few times, but uh, what's your plan? Are you on to the races now and uh, heading excited with a few other people, or what's your plan for the day? Um, myself and a mate going to head there. I'm just uh, looking at the uh, form guide now and uh, seeing where I'll put my, uh, my money on. Well, Harry, have you got a winner for Shane? He's heading to the races. You've got a few rides there. Um, what would be your best there this afternoon? Um, I reckon uh, Shane should have $5 on Fabian Spirit. And if he likes to have more than $5 on something, have more than that. All right, then. Fabian Spirit races that in. That's race six. Horse yeah, number race six, f- number six. Right, I know it. <laughs> he's, re- <laughs> he's ready to go, Shane. Hey, how much have you missed the races, and how important is... Um, a race club like Warrnambool to the local community for the people that just enjoy heading to the races when they can? Oh, look, I've been a local here in just over 20 years and, look, started going to the races, got a few small small shares in a couple of syndicates. You know, that's a great interest. But socially, it's just fantastic. You get out there with uh, everyone and alike and uh, the crowds down here are fantastic. Jericho Cup and uh, Mel, uh, the May, May races, the carnival's fantastic. For the town itself, and it's worth uh, a lot of money. Yeah, that's right, and it is such a big uh, racing community, and not only Warnell, but, but that whole whole southwest. Now, Shane, you were a copper in the local region, so you would have seen uh, overseen a few May carnivals. Um, what about the cells down there at Warnable? Did they ever get full on the first week of May? Um, look, the first week of uh, May traditionally has been really good. You know, all your punters and you know, your experienced. Uh, Gamblers that come down here and follow the races, they're really good. We had one mishap a couple of years ago on a Tuesday. It was the only incident we had for the whole races where uh, one of our local hotels, one of the one of the uh, hunters got on a table and fell off and broke his leg. That's the only thing you know, that we've really had a, had a problem with. Uh, we've thrown a lot of resources at it over the years, and look, underage drinking was an issue, but we've got that in check. So how do you approach the race meeting then today, Shane? Do you like a quaddy? Is it a running double? Or do you just go straight to the, the beer and have a nice cold beer? Um, yeah, look, there's three of us uh, in, in a quaddy today. So, yeah, we'll have a look at that. And I've got a uh, small interest in uh, one of Simon Wilde's horses running in race two. Okay. So uh, I'll be uh, following that one closely too. All right, then. So race two, what's, is he tipping at Simon? He's in great form. Is that Power of Song? It's the favourite at 260 with D. Endel aboard. Yeah, that is Power of Song. So, uh, yeah, we'll be looking at that. And uh, on top of Cyrillo yesterday at uh, Caulfield, you know, we're having a great time. Oh, jeez. Pockets are full. And you're in a group one now with Cyrillo Miss. I think she's heading towards the Empire Rose. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm not sure what Simon's going to do. We'll see what happens how she pulls up. She looked all right this morning down the beach, uh, just having a, a little swim in the water there. But, uh, yeah, looked real good. Good on you, Shane. Thanks for that. And good luck at the races. Enjoy. I'm jealous. <laughs> Hopefully uh, we'll be back on track soon. All right, then. There's Shane Ko there. Hey, Harry, I do have to bring something up with you, by the way. I was texting Maggie there the other day. And you were just dominating proceedings at Benalla, which I think you just... You're, you're, Benalla's your track. You're right at a treat. And I said, didn't Harry Tippis won in the um, last race that he's best at $8? And he's just... He's, his previous horse that he rode won about eight, uh, at $8 and won by about six lengths. One, one, one like far that. And then what happened, Harry? You finished dead last on the one that you thought would win. <laughs> That's exactly right. Don't jockeys have uh, absolutely no idea. I... I looked at my ride and I thought, oh, could be a bit of a tough day. Uh, who's your puppy goes all right. So uh, it's a safe 
safe and sound bet. And I thought, I'll ride it good. Anyway, it ran last and I sat three wide on it. So yeah. I got that completely wrong. Thank but you. at least I uh, put my hand up and say that I got it wrong. Yes, and that's why you're such a. That's why we all love you, Harry. Um, but you you rode a treat for the um, most of the day anyway, Harry. I thought you were. If I had to give the three two a one out, you definitely would have got the three votes. What about a Voca Cup this weekend, Maggie? It's a terrific day on the the calendar, but unfortunately we can't get there. And Bendigo have their Saturday meeting as well on Saturday. Yeah, which and we've also got the Maui Cup tomorrow, which uh, has come up pretty strong. So that's a Friday race meeting, but. Avoca Cup on Saturday and Bendigo, which is normally their big beach party race day, but unfortunately can't get people there. And then we wrap up uh, the weekend with Horsham Cup. So we've got three country cups in a matter of three days. So looking forward to some great racing. So what's your schedule this weekend, um, Harry? So you're at Caulfield on Saturday. What about Sunday? Yeah, got um, Horsham on Sunday, on Sunday um, riding Global Gift in the Cup at Horsham. But he's also um, accepted in the Avoca Cup as first emergency, drawn well, and he's also in at Maui um, tomorrow. So in all the three country cup venues for the weekend, Global Gift is down to run, so uh, he's going to be the star of the show somewhere. But, um, yeah, I've got a nice day at um, Horsham on Sunday, ride to Tunker in the um, Melbourne Cup Challenge um, heat, and I've got a few for Dad as well. So get through the course of the cup and back to uh, reality at Horsham on Sunday. So after Caulfield, do you go back to Swan Hill and then to Horsham or you go stay in Melbourne then head to Horsham on, on the Sunday? Haven't actually got through that. I didn't plan that. I'll have to work that out, Gareth. But, uh, if I need a bed, I might be ringing you, mate. All right then, mate. No problems. Dana's <laughs> headed back to Perth for a little while, so there's a couple of rooms there for you, Harry, so I'll look after you. Um, say hello to your mum for us and tell her uh, thank you very much for driving you to Warrnambool so you could join us for Coffee Country. The, the radio's saying hello, Mum. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah, knows that you're with us today. <laughs> She's, She's doing a, a good job. She's just winding through, just about to get to Warrnambool now. So yeah. it's a big trip from Swan Hill. You need a bit of company. What a superstar Melly girl she is. Good on you, Harry. Thanks, Gareth. Good on you, Maggie. Thanks, Gareth. And that is Coffee Country on uh, this Thursday. Let's head to 